going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of a uh, road capitalist where we keep the topics discussed here real and raw so before we begin so please remember to like and subscribe to keep updated of our new content and this will really help us to, to support our channel so for today we'll be discussing uh, something related to the month of november so it's a no nut november <laughs> it's quite hard to say so, right? <laughs> yeah all the ends uh. so just right and just nice it's november right now so uh, other than this reason um joan can you help me recall why did we actually choose this topic to discuss today i also see that it's actually uh, quite trending among some of my friends because i hear them um, bring up in our conversations here and there Okay, so No Nut November is a kind of a belief or practice that most males would like to incorporate into their lives. I think I first heard about this, let me see, the year is 2022. Probably during the time when I was serving National Service, back when I was a soldier, the month of November came by and there were a couple of guys, you know a lot of the people in National Service, young soldiers, they don't really have girlfriends. And they have a terrible habit of masturbating whenever they book out. So after they finish their one week in camp, they'll go back on a weekend and they'll just wank off. They'll load up Tinder, they'll try to find dating apps and try to find a girl that they can potentially go out on the weekend and possibly have sex. But the problem is that we all know Only that... guys. Girls also. Girls so also. Like, I just, this for both. Guys and for girls. both, right? But for weekends, that's fully from a perspective of a man serving national service. They are not that attractive on the kind of scale. Unless you're a pilot, you signed on, you're an OCS, and most likely you already have a girlfriend who's willing to, for lack of a better term, jack you off. So a lot of these national service guys, they will book out and they'll head on home. They can't get a match on Tinder, on dating apps. So they'll resort to the easiest possible way, which is wanking off in their room. And so they usually look forward to wanking off on a weekend after they book out. And so this usually causes them to feel very unmotivated in life. Because there's some pseudoscience thing attached to it. Where if you were to hang on and become incredibly disciplined, you focus your mind towards achieving some goals that you have. There's a big difference why in national service you do notice that the officers tend to be more motivated. The sergeants tend to be more rough and more rugged. While the men, which are the corporals and the lance corporals, the privates, the recruits, they tend to be walking zombies. It's very different, right? Like you look at OCS and uh, SES, which is a specialist cadet school and the officer cadet school. Most of these guys, they are quite on the on the spectrum. When you look at it, they are very motivated. They tend to achieve more. And it's not a rare occurrence for them to have a girlfriend. It's very common. These guys are like 19, 20. It's the kind of age where a lot of males they are looking for girlfriends and all that kind of thing. And so for the guys who are not so motivated at the time, because you all know all, all young kids are not that motivated. They are just in it. in it. Because it really is terrible for to be a young man in a modern society, especially in a first world country like Singapore or living in New York. You're living in a, some major city. You're a young man. You don't have money. You probably are not in very good shape. The only advantage that you have is that you have very high testosterone. And a lot of people like to yeah. waste it on wanking. They waste all their sexual energy on wanking or looking at pornography and all the really, really terrible stuff. It doesn't really help that social media, especially Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, 
they like to show pictures of scantily clad girls, very attractive females, which obviously young men cannot afford to get. And to be honest, I, I ask you, Arnold, let's say you're a hot girl. Would you even bother to hang out with a guy who's like 19, 20, a soldier, an NSF, who's earning, what, 500, 600 a month? He can't, she can't, he can't bring you to the best restaurants in the city. You know, it sucks, right? You wouldn't even want to date them. Yeah, yeah, of course. First, I want, find, I want to find somebody rich, someone who has status, someone who can support me, give, for the, give me whatever I want. It's the basic baseline. It's like back then in the, the caveman world, it's always the, the guy that can go out to forage, who can go into the jungle, who can single-handedly destroy the saber-toothed tiger, who could possibly wrestle a lion and come out alive. You come back and then all the, girl, all the, the women in the tribe will be like, oh, have your children. Because it's obvious that they want the best genetic sequence that they can possibly get. And so this No Not November thing started back in national service when it was a fine November morning as I walked into camp because I was in the Air Force. That meant that I didn't have to book out on the weekend. I, I was going out. I was going back home every day. And so the culture in the Air Force is very similar to an office culture where people will be mainly very corporate, very, very uh, bureaucratic. It wasn't like the army where you guys were going to the jungle, you guys are playing around with your weapon systems, your artillery, your, your tanks, your signal sets and all that stuff. And so everything that revolves around the Air Force, which I can just review to a certain extent because anything more would be me revealing national secrets. In the Air Force, it's office. We're all sitting in flight. Flight means uh, it's a briefing room or a standby area where everybody will be will be before we go for to do our own duties. And so everyone there was... That obviously, there's one guy there who has a girlfriend. Everyone else is just single. I think the smart play in national service, for some people who are really advanced levels, they don't even review anything about themselves. There are some which are play very subversive. They tell a lot of nonsense. They try to distort the conversations. So there's always like three different type of groups. One that talks a lot, one that doesn't talk, and one that's playing a character in national service. And so there's one guy who... <laughs> Because it was November. And so he mentioned, hey guys, actually not guys, hey brothers, so something like, hey bros, I found out <laughs> something very interesting online. It's called No Not November. And then we were all looking at him and he said, what is No Not November? Because we know what's nothing. Nothing means uh, to ejaculate, you know, after you to watch porn or you have sex. And then you reach the point of no return. And obviously you become like a volcano, to put it in a simple sense. And so he mentioned that the rules of No Not November is uh, you're not allowed to ejaculate. And the first thing that everyone was like, no, you know, the kind of thing is because they want to go back. They want to book out and they want to ejaculate. They want to watch porn and all that funny stuff. And then the guy... No, not November, right? There's one more rule. So other than no ejaculation, right? So uh, it said that you're allowed to have sex. You're allowed to have sex, right? Yes. Yes. So I think a lot of people, they were not clear what no, not. To them, no, not November, man, they they just can't ejaculate. And so the funny thing was that the guy who had a girlfriend who was sitting around was like, I can't do that, man. My, My girlfriend is like really horny because they are all young, right? 20 years old. Most girls at 20 are quite horny. So I can't man. My girlfriend wants to like, have it on every time I book out, that kind of thing. And so we all sat around and then we started laughing and all that. It's like, how, how are you going to do No Not November? And for some of us, we were already like dating some girls on the side and all that. And so ultimately, in national service, it was a failure. Because most of us guys are incredibly horny and we are young. And you put us in the army where it's literally filled with young men with high testosterone who can go out to fight. Because in the past, when you look at older societies, they send out guys who are young age because these guys have testosterone. They'll, they'll probably survive on the battlefield. They'll probably take some hits along with them. They'll go hit hunting and destroy people. Take a, take a world. So you get what I mean. And so this 
thing caught on to me. No, not November. It's quite interesting because at the time, obviously, I'm a young man, sexually active, for that kind of thing. I go out with girls and all that kind of nonsense. Because that's normal, right? I think the whole point of uh, being human is to have intimate relationships with the opposite sex and deep relationships with someone with the same sex as you to discuss like business, networking, moving to the next level, fitness and all that stuff. It's like guys, you talk about stuff which are very pragmatic. You're realist, right? You just talk about how to make more money. And that's why I really believe that if you're a guy and you're talking with other guys, not about making money, you're just wasting your time. You're talking about girls. There's no point. If you're talking about girls, you talk with girls about girls. With guys, you talk about money, how to do more reps in the gym, the kind of food to eat, where's the best place to hit, the, the best place uh, to go in the city, especially in Singapore, everything is connected. Where's the best place to eat? Where's the best duck rice? Where's the best chicken rice? Where's the best uh, social setting where I can potentially meet someone on the same caliber as us? And yeah, the kind of thing which men do to level up. For women, when you talk about stuff, it's mainly about fun. It's lifestyle. It's hanging out at cafes, drinking coffee and talking nonsense. And then potentially, you know, try to escalate things from there. So it's very two different, different, two different trajectory when you think about social dynamics. And so this no November thing is something I kept in my back of my head, right? In my mind. It wasn't until I believe COVID-19. The year 2020, where everything changed. In fact, a few months before that, it was around August, August 2019. That was actually the month where I decided to stop like dating, going out with girls, and kind of thing, messaging girls, all the very, very odd stuff. Because it's around that same time where I started to take my career as a software engineer back then more seriously. This is about three years ago. I started to become more disciplined. I wanted to really level up. To, to really get more in this industry before I left. And if you read my book, Rogue Capitalist, I really laid out why I became a software engineer and I gave myself only two years. After two years, I was going to leave software engineering. Because after that point, I really know what's going to end or how it's going to end. So if you really want to find out, right? If you have a career, that's one thing. Sidetrack a bit. If you notice one thing, if you look in the office, let's say you're sitting around, you are a man in your 20s, mid-20s, I would say. At the time, I was still early 20s. I graduated very early. Mid-20s, you see in the office, and then you see a guy who's 40, 50 years old. And then you think to yourself, that guy, I will be that guy in 20, 30 years if I go on the same trajectory as him. And then you need to ask yourself, is this the kind of lifestyle you want? You're going to sit there 50, 60. You're going to eat bihun in the morning, laden with vegetable oil, eating chicken cutlet from in the future, some 3D printed lab, and then drinking coffee with artificial sugars in it. Is that the kind of lifestyle that you want? And so I sat there. I didn't partake in any of the breakfast thing. I, I do join them in the morning in the canteen and sit down with them and talk, talk a lot of nonsense. Is this the kind, the kind of lifestyle that I want? Which is in the morning, I go there, I drag my buttocks, I sit in the, tra- sit in the public transport. Maybe I drive a car. Some of them drive cars. But it's not a car that you want, right? It's not a Lamborghini. It's not a Ferrari. It's not a Bugatti. It's not a Maybach. It's not a McLaren. What other brands do you know? Uh, don't, don't say those commercial ones, Mercedes. Like, I want like top tier brands. It's not really a top tier. What else okay, you want? Yeah, really I, I really laid out everything, right? It's like, those are not the cars that I want to drive in my 50s. And if I look at them, they're in the 50s or 60s. This is probably going to be me, right? If I carry on this trajectory, they are principal engineers, Potentially, they are software engineering managers. They're like senior level, senior level staff, not even middle management. They're senior level. I look at the wives they have. It's like, oh my gosh. 
fat wives at 50, 60. Now I'm thinking, <laughs> my gosh, is this what I want as a software engineer? I'm going to be 50 or so. Potentially, I might, there's a chance I might be like vice president or president of the company. But then I look at the president of the company. He looks decently fit, but he's not the kind of lifestyle that I want. You get it? It's not the lifestyle that I want. And so I gave myself a cap. And I'm very thankful to have a father who raised me properly. He told me, regardless of whether you like working or not, I just want you to go and work. That's what he told me on the day I received like a couple of offers. He said, I know you want to be an entrepreneur. You want to go your own way. You want to do whatever the hell you want. But you do have to understand that if you don't know what you don't like, you'll never know whether you like it or not. And so he told me, you know what? Just go and work, figure it out. I'll give you two years. Come back to me after two years and tell me what you actually think about it now that you've experienced it. And so I spent two years. I don't think it was that bad. It was okay. For some people, right, the career is very rewarding, especially when doing sales and marketing and engineering for me. But the thing is that I do not like the trajectory that is going. Basically, let's say you're a director, you're a president. You still go around talking to people and I see the girls that they have and I see the cars that they're driving and I see the kind of schedule that they have and the kind of people that they're meeting at work after work. It's not the kind of lifestyle. Whereas like compared to a couple of guys living in our estate, these guys are like ballers. I'm talking about real ballers. One month, they travel three, four times. They have like sugar babies on the side. They look great. They play golf. They do all the kind of stuff that every man dreams of. And then I ask them, how do they even do it? You know what they tell me? You got to do hard work, bro. They kind of think like, young man, you got to hard work. You got to really work, man. And I always wonder, how do you work that hard? Like so disciplined, right? Let's say they are in their 20s. They graduate college and most of their friends are like, let's go to college, let's go to, uh, let's get a full-time job. Let's uh, go and uh, sign a management program for five years. These guys are so disciplined. They didn't even bother getting married until they are in their 30s. They focus on the business. They focus on everything on themselves. Every day they are working, they are working. And they also know how to have fun. These guys know how to have fun. They work 10 hours and then they spend like four or five hours having nice dinners, networking, meeting people. Because that's an old adage, right? People like to say hard work guarantees success. But these guys... They work hard, they play hard as well. And then they also know how to work smart and play smart. You see there's a boundary that they manage to achieve. It's like, you compare to a guy that's a laborer working 20 hours, he's sleep four hours. He's not making as much as the entrepreneur that's working nine, 10 hours a day, having four hours of network and then eight hours of sleep or spend time with his family, et cetera, et cetera. And so you notice they have family late. And these guys aren't going out when they're young, like my mentors and all that. They aren't going out looking at girls. They aren't going out. They aren't spending time at home masturbating and uh, watching porn. Back then, internet wasn't that available, right? And so it came to one logical conclusion. Throughout my entire software engineering career, I kept in contact with a few of my mentors who I asked for help. And that's one thing I noticed, is that when they're young, right, they didn't spend their time getting girlfriends. That's very important, you know? That means, right, they weren't even no-nut November. They were no-nut for five, six, seven, eight years, man. I'm talking about this kind of discipline, right, where they chase leads, they, they hustle the ass, they go interviews, they go and get leads. Basically, I'm just trying to lay out what they've done. They, they spend every single waking hour trying to improve their circumstances up to the point where they're in their 30s, let's say early to mid 30s, out the door is like every single girl. So what I'm trying to get across is that no time of November, right, maybe the key for anybody right, who want to achieve success. Because during 2020, right, when COVID-19 happened, right, you know what happened? There, there wasn't that many people who wanted to go out. I still try to go out. I went cycling almost every day. And then I also, on the weekend, I'll try to buy food from uh, the hawker centers, from restaurants. Because we all know that the food industry was crumbling during COVID-19. Because 
because of the public health bureaucracies that the central planners were implementing all over the world. And of course, Singapore cannot play hardball, right? And say, hey, we're not going to implement. They're not going to be like Sweden and say, we're going to open up everything. And so Singapore implemented the public health bureaucracies. Nobody could dine in and all that. I still tried to go out, buy food and all that stuff. I still volunteered. But the funny thing was that it was online events. I wasn't that interested. And so obviously, there wasn't much dating unless you have a girlfriend and you visit each other home. At the time, I really decided not to date. And so the no not November thing came up, but it was not even November 2019 where I practiced no not November. It was a gradual process from August onwards where I decided, you know what, I'm really so busy. I'm like trying to study up for certifications, trying to learn new things. I wanted to get into podcasting, which I eventually did. I wanted to get back into professional card games, which I eventually did. And so I literally had one whole long list of things that I wanted to get into. I wanted to find a way to write tweets and annoy people and potentially gain traction. So I filled myself with so much things, right? To the point where instead of it becoming no not November, we can no not forever. Until the point where COVID restrictions sort of ended. And so for the no not November thing, right? It's, it's good that people realize it early. Because you do realize that when it comes to no not November, right? If you can go one month without masturbating without ejaculating during having sex it really ties into you and makes you a better person let's say you're an entrepreneur you really can go to the next level and that's is how i found out about no not november interesting so actually um no not november is basically just discipline on its own if you just take it into the context of your daily lives correct so yeah yeah so um I think this is something for, for everyone to really think about. So no not November isn't just about masturbating or it isn't just about no masturbating or no ejaculation. It's about also um how you want to see that into your um, um lifestyle, right? You work, your lifestyle, yeah, yeah, correct, correct. So um actually uh, um I came across this um, article that says that uh, no this this term no not November actually came out in the dictionary in twenty eleven. Then it came <laughs> eleven years eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out very long ago. And then it began gaining traction on the various um, social media like Twitter, Reddit, Fortran, TikTok over the years. And then um it and then it got adopted by many people into practices and also organizations to combat like porn addiction, blah blah blah. So it become so so, so it got it, it got quite widespread. Lah. But I think um up to today, um I don't really see uh, much people actually really practicing uh, like no participation, no ejaculation, but rather um, it would be more interesting to see it being incorporated into your daily lives. Mm. Here's a fun fact. I, I haven't had... Let me put it in a more PG term. I haven't had a relations with females for almost one... Almost two years. Two years. It's going to be two years uh, in the early part of next year. Masturbation is... Uh, I haven't masturbated in a very long time. But then the thing is about masturbation is there, right? Okay, that's one very interesting thing. You probably never heard about it. I do practice it, but then it's the kind of thing where if you do it too crazily, right, it's like a point of no return. It's called sexual transmutation. There's one guy, uh, Mantak Chia. He's a professional healer. If I'm not mistaken, he's from Thailand. Dude, that guy is really, really next level, man. Because I am a very big biohacker guy. I like to read about different uh, optimization lifestyle, what time to sleep, what time to wake up the amount of exercises, that kind of thing. And so this Mantachia, he's a, he's a spiritual healer, something like that. You know, he, he understands like the head chakra, you know, the kind of thing, crown chakra, all the way to the body, right? So he he, he really, 
okay, in a layman's term, let's just say that he's, uh, he's, he does alternative healing techniques. And so one thing that he really advocates, right, is called stroking the dragon. I know how ridiculous this sounds, right? But to be masturbation, right, it's called stroking the dragon. So what you want to do, right, is that without even uh, watching porn, right, because most people, they masturbate with uh, pornography on. So he, what he does, right, is that he he does, like, he he projects energy from don't know where, and then he, he gets an erection. And so he calls it stroking the dragon. So I know that I try to make it not that funny, right? So he tries to channel the energy right, from his root chakra, which is where the the male reproductive organ is, and he tries to channel the energy by stroking the dragon, right, all the way up to the head. And so it gives him, like, divinity, right, and ability to focus better. And so it's something like a meditation technique. So instead of watching pornography to get yourself on, right, he tries to uh, make himself get erected, and then he, he strokes it, and then he tries to channel the energy, right. So you transfer the energy all the way down from your root chakra, right, go all the way up to the head, to the crown chakra. I know it sounds very hard to do because most people will probably uh, will, uh, nut by then. So he's able to do it, right? And then he, I think he does it for like 5-10 minutes. He did say that there's like beginner, advanced, uh, in beginner, intermediate, advanced level. So what he does, right, is that he doesn't believe that masturbation is that bad. Unless, okay, masturbation is bad if you do it for like pornography and that kind of thing. But if you do it, right, to channel the energy, right, from the root chakra all the way to the crown chakra, right, you're able to like reach divinity and uh, have higher focus. Because the sexual energy thing, right, is something which is... uh in the realms where most people don't really understand that much. Even I can't see it. Because energy is around us. If you can... It's something like Nikola Tesla. He likes to mention that there's free energy everywhere, right? Because we can't see it. But some people can. But obviously, they won't reveal. Because I know they'll get assassinated by the CIA or MI5, you get it. And so this energy thing, right, is, is really on the really next level. Some people like No Not November is purely for discipline. is to really focus November. They want to get things done. They probably but they maybe want to get like 10x their business revenue. Some of them want to uh, achieve two-time saving. Let's say they're earning like 3,000 a month. They realize they spent 2,000 and now they want to actually control themselves, resist the urge of going out with uh, humans of the opposite sex. And so they try to increase their, their savings right to 2,000 a month. Instead of spending 2,000, they want to save 2,000. So it's the kind of thing where it really gives you the ability to focus really well. Because if you notice, right, when people don't uh, practice No Nut November, they tend to be less disciplined. That means that they sleep in, they wake up incredibly late, they have no motivation and all this kind of thing. Right? And so when it comes to Mantacha, I really do recommend that people do check him out. Like I do recommend you check it out as well. He's quite an interesting guy, but there's some topics that is quite outlandish, very hard to explain, but the easiest one is the masturbation one. Okay, okay. So how do you, how do you find out about him? YouTube, is it? Oh, uh, there was one channel which was, I like to check out health channels, especially those doctors which have their license revoked and those that are doing things that are not <laughs> according to a mainstream kind of thing. Like. And so I saw Mantak Chia being interviewed. And so when I see him talking about stuff, right, you know you can take a guy seriously, right? he can explain things right, without flinching. It's like someone trying to tell you like your method doesn't work. Right? He will back it up and, and really explain to you. And the fact that he has people that attend his courses, people that actually call him like Sifu, you know, Sifu, Sensei. They call him Sensei. It's like, you really understand. Because you notice, right, that a lot of the very wealthy people on, on this planet, right, they do not really visit the public health facilities. They like to seek help from the private health community. So that means that they like to seek opinion from those people who are from like traditional Chinese medicine. They seek out spiritual healers. They go to uh, 
people who are nutritionists who are into like herbs, organic vegetables, and the kind of like uh things that you can consume to optimize your lifestyle. And so when I see Matacha talking about uh opening the seven gates in your body, and the most important thing is like transmit transmute trans transmutating your sexual energy, right? It really got into me. Because at the point of time, I was really very focused on what I'm doing. And to the point where there was one time in which, uh, obviously, there are tons of wet dreams. Because when you don't, okay, from experience, this is really on the level of like semen retention. For no no fab, I'm just telling you. I think after one month, I experienced, right, I started to have wet dreams. And so I woke up and I saw my underwear had like uh, residue. Let's just put it that way. And so I started to wonder, is I... I noticed right that somehow right the body will start to discharge additional kind of a uh, residue, and so I tend to note down the dates where this kind of thing happened. So it tends to happen on like a very monthly basis, and uh that's why I try to ensure that I wear pants and uh, underwear because normally I I will sleep without putting my clothes on. I do enjoy sleeping without my clothes on. It's something which uh, my friend recommended. Say so it gives you like bodily mobility and that kind of thing. And so after I noticed that there were some wet dreams that were together, together, together with the uh, waking up sequence or like halfway you're sleeping and then you notice, eh, how come uh, I feel a bit wet underneath? And then you start to notice the kind of things. And so I went to ask around some people and then they start to tell me that, hey, you have wet dreams. Ah? I haven't, had, they told me that they haven't had wet dreams since they were in their teenage years, like 14, 15, 16. So it got me curious. So that means sorry, that if you were to have wet dreams sorry, and you ejaculate, or not ejaculate, you discharge it, nocturnal, it's called a nocturnal emission. You were to emit it at night. That means you nocturnally emit the semen at night without your control. Because sometimes when you're sleeping, right, you're deep sleep, right, you can recover very fast. And so when the body discharges, it means that your body is at ease from what I read. And so right, as a youngster, right, you constantly feel yourself being like very motivated. You're like a basketball player, you're a soccer player. You are very motivated all that. And somehow something changed. You suddenly lose your drive. You suddenly lose everything that made you who you were or who you are. And then from that point on, you become a normie. You go to college. You start sleeping around with many girls. You never had a chance to not know fab. You really had a chance to not retain whatever that you have. And then you start to notice that you start living a life where everyone is living, which is a very hedonistic lifestyle. You go clubbing, go drinking. You resonate with uh, people with a very low frequency. It's another term that they like to use. And then the lifestyle that you live tend to become very normalized. And when you compare, you see your CEO, you see your director, they are so focused. I'm not talking about a regular director, I'm talking about in the board director, in a corporate sense, right? The director is super focused, it's like laser sharp, something very, that you don't really see that often. Like on the street, right? You don't even see him. But when you see him at a private dining thing, right? All these chairmen, all these CEOs are sitting up straight and they're discussing things. This is the kind of like Nirvana level that you have to reach when you do no fab or like similar retention. A lot of people like to say that it doesn't work. I do understand because you look at society, marketing, sales, you look, turn on Instagram, you turn on TikTok, you start to notice sex sales. And nothing sells more than having scantily clad women parading around. You look at influencers, they're wearing bikinis. And so they really taps into your kind of desire and the reason why men cannot focus. For men who are in college, for example, you go to college, you know how the hot girls are, right? the business school, some of them are smart, they go computer science because some guys can... Uh, carry them throughout the four years. I do know some girls are them smart. I've seen quite a few of them. They can't even code. And then they have uh, white knights that carry them in project work. We all know in engineering is so common. You see a bunch of 
girls really can't do anything, but that's beside the point. I know, I know that side, but you know, hey, you know what, you, you are just bitter, but it's the truth. Every guy who's on no fab simon retention will agree with me. He'll tell me, you know what, these girls in the course really know why they're there. They're probably using something to leverage and they can survive the four years. You see them go to work. They're not even doing engineering role. They're taking out a sales role and marketing, whatever you call it. Yeah, sales is that looks, right? You all get it. And so the point I'm trying to get across is that when you do like no fab, you do semen retention, right? You, you really tap into a zone, right? Where you can focus incredibly well. It's so, it's like a hidden superpower that most people don't really understand. I do understand some people naturally want to have a girlfriend. They want to build a life. They want to build a possibly a future with a potential girl. But in your 20s, for me, for you, we are about to reach 30s. Maybe at that point, you will start to find and date someone seriously again. But up to the point, let's say your early 20s, your mid 20s, you really don't have much time to waste. Because you really do notice that the difference between a high achiever and a, a regular normie who's working a nine to five job. A high achiever is a guy that constantly seeks out new ways to biohack, new ways to achieve new levels of wealth. To him, it's not so much about the money-wise. It's about the freedom that you get. And with no fab, it gives you discipline. It gives you, I don't really like, I don't like the word motivation. It gives you discipline. You need discipline to do things. You need to wake up 6 a.m., go and read a book or go and exercise, even if you don't want it. And most people can't. They are lying in bed with their girlfriend when they're in their early 20s. Their girlfriend said, oh, let's go eat economy because economical bihu, let's go eat McDonald's, let's go eat KFC. You stuff your body with garbage. And that's the big reason why most men are losing out. And let's say you're on no fab semen retention. You know what happens, right? The guy is focused. He wakes up. I need to go read a book, 30 minutes, I have a morning tea. Afterwards, I'm going to start my day looking through my emails, looking through my phone, replying to WhatsApp, uh, planning out the day what I'm supposed to do. I, I always recommend planning your day before, on the day before you sleep. And then most of them already have a clear-cut clue what they're going to do. Let's say you're working in a corporate job and you're on no fab semen retention. You go to work, you realize I got a few meetings, this one will do. And you make sure that you get it done. Because when you're working in a corporate job, I, some might say it's a joke, corporate nine to five, you just go there and play faces. But there are some people who are very high achievers. They don't waste their time attending a lot of foolish lunch, unless it's business lunch where you have to talk deals or business dinners where you have to talk deals. They don't spend their time socializing with their team. They're really working nine to five, eight hours together. What's the point of socializing outside of work? And so these guys are very focused on what they're doing. They eight hours, they make sure they do the work. They make sure they get noticed by their superior. Their superior is like, this guy, this guy got it. I tell you to do this. He complete XYZ, really XYZ with a double Z. He really puts in a lot of work. And you get noticed. A lot of people say, oh, your boss won't appreciate it. Let me tell you something, man. To be a boss, right, is really another level in a corporate setting. Because usually a boss, right, is maybe a scholar. Maybe he's a management program. He's most likely going to be promoted to be director, CEO, whatever you call it. And so if you notice some guy under him, under his command, doing the work, no questions, just no, he got questions, but it's very strategic questions, helping him give his bottom line, helping him, the business unit as a boss, you're managing, you see the profits going up. The guys are noticing, why this guy's a key player, I'm going to promote him. And most people don't understand is that, okay, maybe it doesn't work for you. But some are saying, oh, I'm just going to quiet quit, I just work my job and pretend everything. But there's some really benefits to uh, putting in some hard work. People do really get noticed. And for a guy that, I would say, not entre- entrepreneurship is not for everyone, right? And let's say you're on MoFab. You're working at a corporate job, like I mentioned. You really can see a very big way in which you achieve things. It's really, really the kind of thing uh, where if you haven't tried it, I highly suggest you go try it. And apologies for the Telegram notification. My friend just messaged me. We were talking about 
gold this morning. The price went up. So I, I do suggest you guys go look into it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, maybe the last question for today, how do you keep up with your kind of discipline lifestyle? Because I know that you wake up quite early. 4 a.m. is it? Yeah, I wake up at uh, 4.45 a.m. I try to sleep at 9.30, 9 o'clock. Latest is 10 p.m. I try to have seven hours or more of sleep. If I wake up at 4, I try to force myself to sleep until 6. I do believe that 8 to 9 hours is a sweet spot to fully regenerate your body. But the thing is that the reason why I sleep very little and wake up very early and all that, that the energy is there. The big reason is because of, it might not be backed by science, but it's because I am on semen retention for about one year plus now. I say almost two years. Next year will be two years. And so it's excess energy. Because most people who are constantly ejaculating, their body is constantly healing. It's in the process of recovery nonstop. It's like a computer that is in Windows recovery mode nonstop. And let's say if you practice semen retention and you're on it for a very long time, like for me, it's about two years soon. It's a lifestyle. You instantly feel a lot of energy when you wake up. You can go to the gym. I even exercise twice a day. I manage one business. I manage another. Now I'm doing a podcast, writing my second book. Had to find ways to market my first book. And so things are quite packed for me. I do try to hang out as well. I try not to work more than eight to nine hours a day. I would say I try, I'll work around eight to nine hours. Uh, I will wake up at four. I'll read my book until around 6.30 a.m. Sometimes I try to lie in bed and force myself to sleep. So everything starts work at around 7 a.m. I work until... 7 a.m. all the way to 3, 4 p.m. That includes my first, my, my primary business, which is my cafe. And then when I come back, I'll go to the gym. Like most people after work, they do not have the motivation to go to the gym. They'll just lie on bed and masturbate, wang, watch some hot girl, some porn hub, or whatever you call it. To me, I finish work at 3, 4 p.m.-ish. I'll come back, do a bit more work, maybe write another paragraph or chapter. And then I will go to the gym, work out. And then if I have to meet someone at night, I'll just meet the person, have dinner. So I, I, don't, I don't really enjoy eating dinner all that much. I think that the food outside is quite questionable. I'd rather just eat at home. I like to prepare oatmeal, walnut, bananas. And so you do have to uh, optimize your lifestyle. It's not so much about just no fat. No fat, just no fat. You just, if you count the days, it's not going to work. I, I really suggest that people have a plan when they do no fat. That means that you have to change the way you eat. You have to change the way you live a life. But of course, if let's say you're working a corporate job, it might not work for you because you have a fixed schedule, which is 8 a.m. all the way to 6 p.m., which is... Uh, yeah. You pick a poison, all right? You pick a poison. Uh, no doubt, you work corporate, you don't have to worry so much about entrepreneurship. You don't have to worry about uh, understanding your bottom line, managing your employees. You work corporate, all you got to do is manage your boss and maintain relationships with your colleagues. You can't really offend them that much. You have to put up faces. You have to pretend to like them. Unless you're in a very small company, like a startup or SME. Everyone there are friends. My friend owns SME. In fact, most of my close circles, they are working for their parents, working for their father. They are more family-oriented. That depends on what you're looking for. But for NoFab, it gives you the discipline to wake up very early. You suddenly find yourself waking up at 4 a.m., 3.30 a.m., for example. You sleep very early, 9 p.m., you lay let your body recover. So you go to the gym. I don't go to the gym every day. I try to exercise six times a week. I do make it a habit to do cardio every day, which is swim or go for a walk. I hate running. I think running... Uh, <laughs> join me, join me. No, no, I, I won't. <laughs> running makes my uh my feet get blisters. 
which I don't really enjoy. And then it's very hard to walk around, especially since I'm doing food. I'm in the food industry for the time being. I do have to walk up and down quite a lot. So I try not to run. I try to swim because I like swimming. Gym, yes, gym. Occasionally play golf. I'm trying to fix with my mentor to fix me once a week. He only brings me out like once a month because he has quite a busy schedule. He has a lot of uh, girlfriends to entertain. He's really retired for a very long time. So I, I do understand. A man has his, a man has to fulfill his girl's needs, right? His girl's needs money. Yeah, that's a very... Uh, I, to which is so some people like having sugar babies around some might not some people want a monogamous lifestyle but as a man especially when you're doing similar retention you try to avoid talking to girls that much you try to not lead them on because it, it always leads to one way or the other it either leads to a relationship or it doesn't happen at all and in a relationship we all know what happens right? it's going to be uh, physical intimacy and let's say you're a guy focused you want to achieve your goals I highly suggest that you just try to uh, know your boundaries so basically just have friends, but I don't really understand female friends and kind of thing. Because it's very hard to be platonic friends, you get what I mean? Because let's say you are a guy on semen retention or no fat, you see a girl, you feel very, you have the urge because you haven't not in a very long time. And so you do have that, I'm very, very horny and kind of thing. And so you do have to manage yourself incredibly well. And so if you are doing no fat in a university environment, man, that is the hardest, man. You're constantly surrounded by girls. And so you really do have to draw a line. You cannot go drinking. Like you want to go drink, you cannot do anything more than that. You want to go club, you cannot do anything more than that. So the best thing for you to do is just focus on your studies. Do some side hustles, get a part-time job. Work as many part-time jobs as you can. Try to hit uh, $500 on every weekend by working many odd jobs, many, many part-time jobs. And try to at least reach a certain amount of financial, financial level in your business, which is an advantage. You have time. That's probably a lot of young people don't understand that they have a lot of time. They waste it chasing tail, trying to get late every single night. There are many ways to do it. And I think we should end it here, right? Like I give you guys a very good overview of what no fair is. Maybe next time, if people are interested, I'll talk more about it. Okay, sure. So I think here comes to the end uh, of our podcast for today. So before I bid goodbye, we have a favor to ask of you. So please remember to support our channel just right below. Hit that like and subscribe button.